do 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 oh i've been good i've been good i've been getting by i did a lot of casting this week 40 hours 40 hours of casting how did your voice take at that? least um you know the first day was the hardest and then it just got mm, okay huh, yeah. it's pretty okay okay <laughs> you talked it off <laughs> i did i did so where have you been casting uh let me pull up my let me pull up my planner that I swear that I use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Show you. Just not well. Okay. So Sunday night mm-hmm. started with the Gauntlet Global Open. Yes. Uh, Monday was off. And then Tuesday was the day where everything was terrible. Because I went from a six-hour cast mm. with a break. That was the Cystorm Gaming Team League on Tuesday. Yep. And then I had a two-hour break to eat and uh, shower and, like, refresh myself as best I could. Mm-hmm. And then I had the first group of Copa America Season 3 Ooh. for four or five hours, four to five hours that same day. So that was an 11-hour day? Yeah, just casting. Yeah. And then you take the two hours in between, and that was, like, basically my whole day. Started at 11, ended at 11. Wow. <laughs> it's like you're a professional or something. Oh, you'd, you'd think that. You'd think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> But no. <laughs> but yeah, so I did uh, four groups of Copa America, each lasting between four and five hours. So we'll just call them four apiece. That's 16. Mm-hmm. Then I had the OSC Masters Cup open bracket. Mm-hmm. And that was another four. So that was 20. Oh, I guess it wasn't quite 40. But I always rounded it up. So let's say round those up to five for the sake of my argument. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. And then the Cystrom Gaming Team League was six more. That's 31. And then the Goblin Global Open was not quite nine. But yeah, so almost forty hours. I thought it was going to be over forty hours. I don't know where I got that figure from. Bad maths. You're probably doing maths on stream. We'll blame it on that. <laughs> but yeah, so it was definitely over thirty, even lowballing. Yeah, but not quite forty. It's an impressive amount of work to be doing for something that isn't like yeah. your main job. You, well, I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. That's true. Last time I actually like took a a broad look at my finances. Mm. I, I determined that roughly a third of my income was coming from StarCraft and it's very in my various tiny revenue streams inside of StarCraft. So right. there is some return on my time investment, but th- the time I put in versus the return I get on it, the the return is very minuscule. The ROI is not good. <laughs> yeah, correct. Like if I, if I was working minimum wage at McDonald's hour for hour, I'd be making more money. Oh. But I I would be having negative I'd be having negative fun there. That is true, negative fun. And the idea here is there's advancement, right? Like the more I do it, the better I get. The more opportunities become available. You want to progress as a caster. You don't particularly want to go up the managerial line at McDonald's. No, 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 no. Thought about it. It was a tough decision, I must say. <laughs> but no, no. Ideally, it's like I see the the twitters of people like. Uh, uh, like Maynard and Pig, and they're like, oh, I have 34 hours of flying ahead of me, blah, the things I do for StarCraft. And I'm like, you get to travel the world for StarCraft? How can you complain? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my dream. You're complaining about living my dream. Like, come on now. And I'd be happy for it. I'm such a nomad, man. I love traveling. Mm. Don't planes give you headaches? Yeah, I'd rather boat, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ideal. The point is ideal. Uh, ideal. Okay. I- I'd have to find a way. If I'm doing that much flying, I would definitely have to find a way to figure out the the headache things because flying just, it tears me up, man. How long does a headache last? 
Does it last two weeks? Four days. Four days. Oh, Jesus. No, four days. That's still pretty bad. Yeah, it, it lasts between three and four days. Like, intense like intense pain, like, bedridden the first day or two. Ugh. But but keep in mind, I haven't flown in a while, so it may have gotten better, it may have gotten worse, I don't know. Or maybe they've developed some sort of medicine or treatment for it that I'm not aware of. It's entirely possible. I mean, that still makes it difficult to organize travel for casting for events. You would have to book yourself four days early to an event. Like, the profit you would make from casting it would be worth it. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, these people would not be flying halfway across the world if they weren't oh. turning a profit to do so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure they're making money. There's no way in the world they're not. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I always wonder how much. I know they'll never tell us. Oh, probably not. No, they'll probably never tell but us. But I always wonder, because I think a lot of people will have overestimated how much uh, StarCraft Two casters get paid to cast premiere events. Hmm. I think I underestimate it. Under what do, what do you think? I don't know. I just think that I'm, they're going to tell me the number and I'll be like, wow, that's even more than I thought it would have been. But I think most of the people in viewership land think it's, they get paid pretty handsomely for it. And I just don't think so. Like if they got paid that handsomely for it, they'd be trying to do nothing but cast esports events and they wouldn't have streams and other revenue streams for sure. Right, right, right. That makes sense. But I mean, one helps one, one helps the other. One hand washes the other, right? Oh, yeah. Like your stream, being a popular streamer gets you more offline event casts mm-hmm. and casting offline events makes your stream bigger so it's very symbiotic that way oh yeah yeah that's why i'm trying to make stuff for youtube are you i'm trying you have a new series called wacky build wednesday and nothing came out last wednesday i was wondering if anybody would notice yeah i had a whole bunch of copa casting this week it is going to be coming back uh this wednesday mm. that's I'm, I'm glad to hear it also when is this podcast coming out uh saturday for you i think saturday so a week from now sure so it would be so if i was speaking about past tense i could say something like hey i don't know if this is a definite or not but i got contacted by the pylon show isn't that exciting oh wow yeah i was stoked too tell me more and i was like oh oh my gosh i'm I'm sure more than one person out there is thinking, oh my gosh, Jordan's going to be a guest on the Pylon show. But nay. No. They want to talk about Cheesadelphia. Okay. And they were like, hey, remember that SC2 Top 5 episode you did last Cheesadelphia? Well, if you make a new one and it comes out before the podcast, we'll show it on the podcast and <laughs> shout out your content. Ah, uh, okay. So- and I'm like... Well, that's kind of like being on the Pylon show. <laughs> kind of is. Uh, in the same way that they plug events and stuff every week. It's like, hey, there's going to be fucking Paladin on the Dank Shrine podcast with Who the Hell is Duddles? They were kind of on the Pylon show, in that sense. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> they were kind of there. Cool. Falcon beat you to it. Sorry. Dang. Falcon was first to be kind of on the Pylon show out of the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. I gotta get put all that together mm-hmm. and get it uploaded sometime tomorrow and then message uh, the producer for the pylon show and be like, hey, here it is. Please show it on the pylon show. <laughs> I, I tried really hard, sir. Please. Yeah. It's like I could really use the exposure, but I like went all out for the last one. So I'm gonna have to make sure that this one's as good at least. Yeah. Yeah. So we had some topics. Or do we ever want to get to those? Or we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, topics are kind of more like guidelines suggestions oh, okay we did the the podcast has started right yeah oh, yeah yeah the podcast started like oh, okay. 11 minutes ago oh, okay so do i need to do the 
the do 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 or i mean is the other one good <laughs> i think the other one still works but if you want to do it's the outro pretty funny that okay the uh, okay the last episode i listened to you guys said leave some feedback in the reviews and we'll read it if we find it um, worthy amenable yeah why is the outro song so long? Um, that is a good point. That is something I, like, every episode when I attach that, I'm like, that's a long outro song that I I really kind of want to get rid of it, like, almost entirely. But when we first started, Falcon said that podcast intros and outros were kind of, like, a thing that he enjoyed about podcasts. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. I mean, do what you want. This is y'all, sh- this is y'all show. Like, of course you should do what you want. But at the same time, the last time I heard it, I was like... I wonder if they actually record this, like, do it, like, Facebook Live or something, because I'm not on Facebook, but I'm like, maybe they actually record the podcast live and then edit it down later, and then that is kind of, like, the credits play or something that means- during that song, and they just keep it on the audio version for some reason. Like, I didn't know. I was, like, trying to justify why it went on and on and on. Like, it's a cool song. I, I mean, I like I like uh, chiptune and MIDI music and stuff, I think, is pretty cool, but mm. I was just like, huh. That That's its saving grace, is the fact that I like the song. If there were a video portion to this because there is no video that's where the credits would roll and i would probably find a song that fit the length of the credits better because it's hard to make two names stretch for three minutes yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) just make that just make the song that plays during the credits do 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 (laughs) and now let that be it but no, I also figured, I was like, well, if it's a full-length song, what you could do is you call it the Falcon Paladin Hour. You could adjust the length of the outro song to make every episode exactly an hour. Well, okay, yes, I have, I have done that before. Uh, I think it was the last, not the most recent episode that came out a couple days ago, but the two episodes before that, they're exactly an hour long. And, nice. And I cut uh, like 15 seconds out of each of the uh, the outro to make them fit. That needs to be a thing. <laughs> The problem is there are sometimes when we talk longer than an hour, and after I cut, oh, cut, well it, then... cut it down, it's still more than an hour. Oh, well, I was doing uh, some of the interview series that I was doing for the Sidestorm Gaming Team League. Mm-hmm. I said, none of these are going to be longer than 10 minutes. That is my goal. Okay. Some of the interviews lasted 25 minutes. <laughs> they were difficult to cut down. <laughs> I imagine so. But I did it. I made it happen. <laughs> No one uh, and the interviews. Most of the longer ones, I saved the longer ones to last by no accident. Mm. It was so the people who were going to get a lot of their stuff cut out because they 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 went pretty long. Mm. The interview by the time it came out, it would have been so old that they wouldn't have realized that I would have left out certain things that maybe they wanted to be included. So you you left them to last because you wanted to like hope that the interviewee forgot that you were going <laughs> to feature them. <laughs> No, I hope that the interviewee wouldn't realize that there were certain things that they said that oh. I didn't deem worthy of the final product. Okay. Because they were made for a very specific purpose and making them longer than 10 minutes originally with the plan mm. uh, had them not, no longer fulfilling that purpose. So. Right. A little behind the scenes production mm. uh, nonsense for you guys. That is something that happens behind the scenes that, scenes that you know, content creators just don't talk about. Certain things don't make the cut. Yeah. I mean, certain things I'm going to say here tonight aren't going to make the cut. Yep, that, that's true. And I sincerely hope that that is true and that if I say anything dumb, Samacron will edit it out in post. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll cut it out and make it into a highlight. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Please be sure to also take something I say out of context and make that a highlight. Oh, of course, yes. I will definitely do that. Okay. 
so I do want to talk about some of these topics because I've read the list. So uh, basically, every time, all two times, this time and the last time that I was a host or co-host for the Falcon Paladin Hour, I was like, hey, send me topics that we're going to talk about because I need to know. Because when I was a guest, they sent me like seven topics and like, these are possible topics we could talk about. And I was like, five of those? I have no frame of reference. I literally can't even hold a conversation on. Mm. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm glad we did this. Because <laughs> that would have just been like, nope, don't know anything about that. But uh, everything that he sent me this time was gold. Excellent. Like barcodes. That's what I want to talk about first. Barcodes in StarCraft 2. This is okay, hold on. a bunch of StarCraft nerds listening to this. So, Well, it theoretically is. Okay, so the thing with the topics list is... You asked for me to get them to you, like, preferably a couple days before we do this. Falcon and I come up with the topics to talk about two minutes before we start, normally. Oh. (laughs) It is uh, much less structured in the way we make the podcast. It's just way more free-flowing as a conversation. But, I mean, like I said, I like having the guidelines. It's why we still make a list. It's just usually a lot shorter notice. Gotcha. Yes. But now we can talk about barcodes barcodes mm. the somicron posed the question are they worth it mm. first of all do you feel they're worth it um at any level other than pro no 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 okay i do have an argument against that okay hit me i i have a barcode okay i am a streamer and a caster and i do get recognized on ladder for mm. that okay there have been times where i've been streaming mm. and people have beaten me in game mm-hmm and then came to my stream to badmouth me about beating me. Oh, okay. So for that reason, I feel like, you know, barcodes are worth it for that reason. Hmm. And uh, also, there's a lot of amateur team leagues. I'm actually actively casting one right now. It's about to head into the playoffs, the Sidestorm Gaming Team League. Mm-hmm. And whenever I practice builds for that, or when I was, and we when my team was still playing in it, I would practice on my barcode. Like I would do my ladder games required to play on my main account. And mm. then any practice I needed done, I would just I would just do on my barcode because it's easier to hide it that way. Okay. Would you have the same effect by just choosing an alternative name? Like the fact that it's a barcode and is indis- theoretically indistinguishable from any other barcode, is that a benefit? Um, like- I mean, not necessarily. I guess it could be any other name really. Mm-hmm. But the thing with barcodes is they blend in with the crowd right there's a million barcodes yeah. so if i made it some some ridiculous spoopy name that doesn't overlap with other starcraft names then once one person figured it out the account's worthless for the purpose of hiding okay. right okay same same thing with barcodes on uh sc2 unmasked once they once a barcode becomes unmasked like let's say scarlet has a barcode she practices on once it is discovered by sc2 unmasked as scarlet's barcode for the purposes of hiding builds and practicing anonymously her barcode is worthless mm. it's completely worthless so has anyone unmasked your barcode yet? I haven't even checked. I can't imagine <laughs> that anyone cares that much. Uh, yeah, okay. But mainly, mainly it's just when I want a ladder and I don't want to be recognized as a streamer. Like, cause sometimes I want to play StarCraft and I don't want to be social, believe it or not. So that's that's the main reason I have a barcode. Okay. Well, okay. I guess you changed my mind. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to change your mind. I was just trying to inform you of why, why I have one. Well, okay. So... The entire reason I threw it on there is because I was watching Maynard stream and he played against... Well, he was doing viewer uh, sub-replays and he was casting someone who's a barcode and most enjoyment that viewers get out of seeing a barcode play on streams and stuff like that in Maynard's casting was every time he references the barcode, if it's a Protoss, he'll just pretend it's a different Protoss pro gamer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but then there was a 
topic about whether or not they're worth it. And he just basically put forth, is it worth it for just random people to have barcodes? And ultimately, no. Well, I mean, in terms of, like, back before the game was free to play, in terms of money spent on a new account to be a barcode versus money gained by using a barcode to hide builds, of course it's not worth it for somebody below pro level to Mm. even bother. But, I mean, with the game being free to play, like, go nuts. I mean, Mm. it really doesn't matter what you name your account at this point because you get i don't know as many accounts as you please yeah as far as being worth it and neither is or isn't in my opinion yep that's a good way to look at it well it's one topic down <laughs> i feel like we addressed it pretty pretty quickly pretty frequently because uh i used to feel the same way about barcodes when i was laddering i was like why would you ladder on a barcode at diamond league and mm-hmm. i was just like uh uh one time somebody messaged me on discord i was like why would you ladder a barcode diamond league it doesn't make any effing sense and then somebody was like Hey, that was actually me. I just, uh, when I don't want to, you know, I like my clan, but sometimes I get a little salty. So if I'm feeling salty and I still want to play, I plan this. And I was like, oh, okay. That does make sense. Mm, it does. All sorts of reasons players want to remain anonymous. Mm. But it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, this is the internet. You can pick your own name. It doesn't have to be a barcode. You can still make it something fun. Why not have a, you know, your regular account. If you get salty, have a salty account that people can recognize as being salty. Have some fun with it at least. <laughs> That's true. That might be a better alternative if you have it just for that reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's why. I, well, actually, I have a, an alt account that isn't a barcode because somebody took Somicron on Challenge. Ooh. So I made a alt account, and I have that account in StarCraft now as well that I play on when I'm feeling upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All of your opponents on ladder are like, oh, it's this guy. He always BMs me. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's more like he frequently proxy marauders and stuff like that. Oh, dirty. <laughs> so dirty. Uh, fortunately, I don't I don't feel the need to play on it very often. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. All right, so why no just crew pod? What do you mean specifically by this? Why do you not have your own podcast? Because I would listen to the shit out of that. <laughs> really? Okay. That's like one of the first main reasons is I was like, I love podcasts and I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. I should have a podcast. So then I, I looked at the pros and cons of having a podcast and I started considering things like who the hell would listen to me talk. Even if I had other cool people with me, like who the hell wants to listen to me talk and what would I talk about? Just Starcraft. And is there a large market for Starcraft related podcasts? Well, maybe most people don't have access to the internet though are looking at StarCraft on Twitch, maybe some on YouTube. So for podcasts specifically, I just didn't see a good market for it there. And we talked a little bit earlier about how these premiere casters, they have good symbiosis between casting and streaming and all those things work together to build one another up. I don't see how the podcast fits into that model based on the amount of time I would have to spend with the podcast and growing it and adding it into my already really stuffed schedule. Mm. But it's definitely something that I've considered and I actually have been like kind of leaning towards starting something like that. I don't really want to give too much just in case I end up not doing it. <laughs> so people can't be like, hey, what about that thing you said on the podcast and you just never did anything with it? Mm. It's a good idea. But uh, just know that I'm a big fan of very short form content. I like I like my media in bite sized 10 minute or less portions like the uh, the Falcon Paladin hour, I love it when I have to do something with my hands for an hour. Right. <laughs> like, okay, I need to wash the dishes and clean the kitchen. 
Falcon Palette an hour. Let's do it so I can focus for the whole hour. But I realized that most people don't have that amount of free time or they aren't looking to commit it. And I'm not sure that I could talk about anything for an hour, including StarCraft, especially not by myself. So if I do come out with something that is podcast style, expect it to be episodes around the five minute mark. Okay. I mean, I don't think I really have ever heard of a podcast that's just someone by themselves, right? That's why I called it the Just Crew podcast, because it would be you and your regular roundhouse of friends talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. I still beg the question, who the hell would listen to that? <laughs> well, you would. You would. And, and I'm, I'm humbled by the fact that you said that. Trust me. But I'm just like, the greater StarCraft uh, audience as a whole, I'm just like, I, I question how what the interest would be. You can do podcasting on Twitch. You can do the show live put the VOD up on YouTube, and then just the audio version out for regular people. A lot of people would watch, sit down and watch a show about StarCraft, like the Pylon show, and then there's a smaller percentage of people who would just listen to the audio on their commute to work every day. Hmm. So as for people who would listen, it's people who, I don't know, would watch your letter. Well... <laughs> that was a pretty good number of people today. One of the things that I found about casting the Sidestorm Gaming Team League mm. and getting added to their stream team on Twitch is that I randomly get auto-hosted by other members of the team, <laughs> such as Gumiho. So uh, we are rocking and rolling with quite a few viewers on the stream today. I, I, you know, I wasn't hating it. It was pretty nice. <laughs> Having viewers so is I, good for streamers out here. Yeah, yeah. It's like the number one thing. <laughs> So, doing it live on Twitch, ugh. No? Not interested? L live is scary. I already embarrassed myself enough. You know what I did live on stream today? No. I wiped out the entire database of stream currency. You, what? Yeah, all the, the JustBucks database got erased by accident by me today, and I don't think there's a backup. I don't, so, you, you telling me you just lost all my, my JustBucks? <laughs> I may have. I don't know if there's a backup or what, but I was trying to edit it on stream because uh, good old Daunted, good friend of mine, mm -hmm. changed his name on Twitch again. And I was like, oh, well, my bot doesn't know that you changed your name. So I have to take the JustBucks from your old account name and add it to the new account name. Mm -hmm. And I right clicked on his name and there was an option for remove all. And I was like, oh, well, I do need to remove all of his JustBucks. I clicked it and then everything disappeared. And I was like, <laughs> please tell me there's a backup. Do you know how long I spent watching you to get those just bucks? How many times I had to bet on you losing in a, in a ZVZ? Well, listen, there will be many ZVZ for you to bet for me to lose. <laughs> Trust me. I'll try and figure out if there's a backup. <laughs> but yeah, it was really embarrassing because I was on stream and I was like, let me do this. And I actually had that version of the stream up so everybody could see me click remove all and then have everything disappear and then have me go... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I haven't I haven't taken a second to look at it, but here's the hoping, you know. Fingers crossed. Fingers and toes crossed. Okay, but that like the way you pre present yourself when you're just streaming and interacting with other people, your co-hosts and stuff like that, is essentially the very basis of a podcast. It's literally what we're doing now, except we're not broadcasting it. Yeah, but it also means that if I say anything dumb. You can remove it before it's heard by the masses. Live streaming removes that safety net. Yeah, but I, I would figure you're used to working with that safe, without that safety net. When you're casting, there's always something very pressing that you can change the subject to if things get too crazy. Like whenever I'm casting with Falcon Paladin on the gauntlet, if the conversation gets too off on a tangent, that could be like too controversial or would ruffle some jimmies. Mm. I can just be like, oh, 
there's a game starting. Let's get to that. Or, oh, check out this new result that's reported in the bracket. Flip the scene, and it'll give me a couple seconds to be off of camera and wipe the sweat from my brow or, okay. you know, take a deep breath without having everybody see that, oh, man, he really just saved something there. Okay. But with a podcast, everybody's just expected to hang out and talk about stuff. So, But you, you made a good point. I could use it as, like, live content and then also edit it down for youtube and then also rip the audio for a podcast and have it in all of those places so that would be pretty cool though i saw a tweet from thorin earlier today and it was like esports organization we had 1.5 million peak viewership for our event other organization oh yeah we had 20 million peak for ours <laughs> journalist do you guys any have any way of verifying these numbers and he just posted a gif of a guy laughing <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes Thousands of people listen to me on iTunes, but I mean, I guess that's a little bit easier to verify. I mean, I can pull up the numbers I have on iTunes right now. Really? Uh, sort of. <laughs> Give me a second. Because uh, iTunes don't have a very good... Analytics interface? Yeah, no, it's still in beta, and they still prefer people use uh, third party, and I do not... Okay, timeout. Okay. Did you say iTunes... So Apple's podcast, their analytics interface is still in beta, and they recommend that you use a third party, and they're Apple. Yep. Mm -hmm. how, how does that even happen? I don't know. They don't, they, don't, they don't feel it's their job to track this stuff. Wow. Wow. They're the only ones with the data. Uh, sort of. Do they at least have an API that people can access to rip the data from? They're the no. only one who knows how many people click on their website. No. Like, like, what third party would know that I clicked play on the Falcon Paladin Hour podcast? Uh, you, Nobody. You can. The third party uh, uses a, the uh, like a stream inject in the RSS feed. So basically, where iTunes gets their podcast, like my podcast comes from my website. Every time someone clicks download on that, it just hits iTunes. It would then hit the uh, third party analytic, and then it would hit my website to download. And so it would be that third party that records the numbers. Apple at the moment does a very poor job of recording uh, numbers. Episode 55, it's catchy. It literally doesn't have any, like apparently nobody's on Apple has listened to it at all. Nobody. Yeah, because it's borked. I can't, I literally can't kick the, click the play button on that. All the other episodes work fine. I messaged you about that one. I did and I've still been looking into that, but this iTunes Connect, which is where they manage your podcasts through Apple, literally has no error codes it just says yeah it's fine well then there's nothing wrong with it. i can't I'm, i have to send them an email yeah i was able to go to the website and listen to it just fine though mm -hmm. that's why i recommend a third-party podcasting app because apple is terrible yeah so hmm. but basically apple at the moment if i go back to the analytics says that there's maybe five people who listen through itunes but i that's pretty unlikely given when i go to squarespace uh, their analytics show that about 1,500 people hit the uh, podcast. Dang. I didn't realize there was such a big market for podcast, period. Hell, if five people listen to my podcast, I'd be stoked. Well, and we're a very small podcast. I reached out to some of the more common advertisers on podcasts that I listen to, and they said the average number that they look for in downloads per episode is around 100,000. Well then. Yeah. Got a ways to go. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why this podcast is ad-free. Also because we like nice. it that way. 
<laughs> you you can be like we're ad free because that's how we prefer it <laughs> until we have a hundred thousand people listening and then we no longer prefer it that way <laughs> all of a sudden we prefer money yeah <laughs> well hey hosting these things ain't free no that that is true cut 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 yeah. <laughs> so you asked why <laughs> You ask why I don't like doing things live. <laughs> there you go. That would be why. Okay. All right. I'll just have to do some very, very selective bleeping, and maybe I can leave that in. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, but you'd have to bleep enough so people, that, so anybody listening that knows, go be like, hey, what gives? I'd have to be bleep so much the. It probably wouldn't be worth listening to. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Are we ready to get back on track? I think we are. Okay. Next topic on the list, Toy Story versus Star Wars. And when I read this, I can't help but think about Captain America Civil War, except one side is Toy Story characters and one side is Star Wars characters. And they're just like going at it for some reason. Okay. interesting i'm sure that's not what you meant but that's what my brain sees toy story versus star wars and i think about hmm this would be the video game that gave super smash brothers a run for its money yeah probably that would be a cool video (laughs) game but what i really meant was (gasps) wait disney owns both of those ips don't they that's true yes this could happen it's more likely to end up being a uh kingdom hearts game that's sad what what's wrong with kingdom hearts it's a fine game but I like my narrative of it being a Super Smash Brothers brawler type game. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I just want to fight. I just want to fight Darth Vader with the little the the pig dude from Toy Story. The piggy bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But huh. with me being the piggy bank, I don't want to play as Vader. Okay. Um, okay, that's fine. <laughs> You're just like, where did this just go? What the hell is Jordan talking about? Okay, so what did you mean by that? Okay, hold on. First, what kind of powers would a piggy bank have against someone with a lightsaber it in the does, It doesn't matter. Really? Because when I played Smash, I played as Link, okay? And I used to fight Fox. Fox literally has a pistol that shoots a laser, and Link has a sword. Yeah, the sword that could deflect lasers. And a shield. Doesn't Link have a shield? I've never played a, Link, a Zelda game, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're making... You're, listen, you could play as Donkey Kong. What defense does Donkey Kong have against a laser? <sighs> Okay, fine. Okay, fine. It doesn't have to make sense. It's a video game. Okay. <laughs> so, so what I wanted to talk about with Star Wars versus Toy Story was the Twitter feud we had where I said Toy Story was underrated and you put up a poll asking who the real monster was here after you yeah. hadn't seen Star Wars. And the poll went in my favor, although the vast majority of people said that we're both despicable, which exact phrase, mm. of the people left more voted that you were terrible than voted that I was terrible. That's true. And then I I was going to tweet out about this, but I I have a very strict policy of not putting anything negative on my Twitter that's not also very lighthearted. I want to make sure that I uh, project a positive persona Mm. everywhere. Okay. Because that's just, I think that's the best way to be. And you actually changed your name on Twitter. You didn't change your (laughs) at. You're still AT Somicron. Yes. But you changed your your name, how your de- display name, and I know this because I saw my name because you led off with just Jordan was right, and I saw my name and I looked at it, and I have never felt worse about being right about something. <laughs> I felt so bad because what was the exact wording of your Twitter handle at the time? Uh, uh, just Jordan is right. I'm the real monster. 
oh yeah i felt so bad <laughs> i was like no it was supposed to be lighthearted. so was that that was supposed uh, to be- well i couldn't tell <laughs> no that's where you just ask me in dms that that would have been an okay way to deal with that be like are you are you upset that people are calling you a monster no no i'm not no i'm not upset i'm a monster more than you you're still slightly a monster what was it about yeah toy story and star wars you don't think yes yeah so you think not seeing star wars is more acceptable than thinking toy story while still a good movie is overrated okay i think that if i had seen star wars and said those same words about star wars then i would be more the more despicable of the two let's say i said the exact same thing you did about toy story about star wars here's the thing you do think star wars is overrated because you saw you saw a new hope and we're just like yeah it's okay but you had no drive to see the rest. That's that's almost the def- definition of thinking something's overrated when there's more to watch and you just don't. I wouldn't say I had no drive. It's more like limited free time. Ah, uh, excuses. And, and movies aren't even in my like top three of like media consumed. Right, right. Like like from a consumption standpoint, it's Twitch first, podcast second, mm. and then everything else is a distant third. Okay. Like every time that I would have the time to sit down and watch a movie, I would rather click on Twitch instead. Like, mm. even, you know, most people put on, like, a Netflix show or a movie and then fall asleep or whatever. Mm. Twitch. Twitch. 100% Twitch for me. That I would rather watch passive content like a film, TV, or YouTube over Twitch. But if Twitch is in your, like, is where you primarily get your entertainment, I could see why you would rather not sit down for an hour or two and watch a movie. Yeah, of course. Oh, I do have a question. You said you got recognized at your job and were received some movie vouchers. Did you end up going to see movies with them then? I've seen one. Well, what was it? It was, I should probably remember this. It was a Marvel movie, Deadpool 2. There oh. we go. Okay. Good movie? I liked it, but I have, I, have a, I have a deeply profound affection for Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the sense that... Um, he is a lot like I am when I'm not in in the public arena. I'm a, I'm a very <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I was just gonna say very very sarcastic, fun loving, lighthearted, even when the situation calls for something completely the opposite hmm. sort of thing. Right, right. And I also don't have a problem telling people how things are, even if they don't want to hear it. And I try my best not to let that bleed out into. Uh, my personality in the the StarCraft realm, but it's so hard to hold back with with certain people. <laughs> I found so it's been a it's been a, a test of my patience a lot. But yes, I like Deadpool because he's totally unrestricted, and you know I, I admire that. I aspire to be that. I too very much love Deadpool. Uh, we have common ground there. I actually have a bobblehead sitting on my desk that is Deadpool dressed up as Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that warms my heart <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad it, mine too Gosh, and he loves tacos it's true yeah i like burritos more than tacos but same thing hey listen i'll have any mexican food Fair i enough. will also have taco bell and if you if you feel the need to create the distinction between taco bell and mexican food fine they're both delicious uh i mean we don't have taco bell in australia Oh my gosh! Have we already talked about this? This is feeling very familiar. Yeah, I think we already talked about this, yeah. 
Uh, okay, we won't go back into it. But if you ever find yourself traveling abroad, get Taco Bell. You're going to be your pro your re your reaction is probably going to be like, huh? This is just a different form of fast food. There's nothing spectacular about it. To which I will say, exactly. Because Taco Bell's their whole business model is like, we're going to have five ingredients. Let's see how many different ways we can put these five ingredients together and convince people it's a new food item that they definitely need to try. Fair enough. That's quite the challenge, I imagine. Once you get past yeah, about well, five things. Listen, they do a phenomenal job of it, let me tell you. Fair enough. And, uh, and I'll be damned if every time I drive by and I see that Taco Bell has a new food item on the <laughs> menu and they're like, hey, come in and try this brand new thing. It's definitely not the same shit that we've always had in a different form. I'm like, that looks really good. I need to try that <laughs> every <laughs> single time. I didn't think fast. a lot of fast foods were keto, though. How do you manage <gasps> that? Oh, I'm off and on with keto. Okay. I got I got down from 205 to 185, and I'm like, yes, we're almost to our goal weight. So naturally, I gave up on my diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still go back and forth. I, I eat one carb meal a day. I have carbs for dinner, but not for breakfast or lunch. So Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not losing weight, but I'm not getting bigger. Woo. I mean, that's good. Maintain. Yeah. The next thing on the list to talk about. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Sea of plebes. Sea of thieves. <laughs> People. Two things you need to know about this game. It is very expensive. Oh, yeah. It is, for, it is from Microsoft, and they apparently don't know that Steam exists, uh -huh. and they feel the need to charge $60 for their brand spanking new game. Oh, oh, $60? In Australia, it's 100 <laughs> What? Because I was like, you know what? I trust Jordan's recommendation when you were talking about this earlier, and maybe we could play together. And I went, how much does this cost? And it's $100 Australian, which is about 78 US. Why? Why? I have no idea. Could not tell you. Okay. So I don't know if they have the service in Australia, but you can get an Xbox Game Pass. Mm -hmm. We do have that. And it is a... It, you do? Mm -hmm. It's a monthly subscription. And with that monthly subscription, I don't know how it translates to Australia, but in America, uh, the person who got me in a Sea of Thieves said, hey, if you if you're, the $60 price tag is scaring you away, start your subscription for Xbox Game Pass, play it for a month because you get access to the game mm -hmm. with the Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, cancel your subscription and move on with your day. But I'm not really that type of person. I don't, I'm, I'm highly averse to signing up for monthly subscriptions to anything. That's not... It's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm old fashioned. I know every business model is moving to that because it's more lucrative. I still don't like it. Software as a service. Ugh, it's a bad taste in my mouth. I want to pay for something once. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and bit the bullet and said, you know what? A friend of mine, I trust his judgment. He's been bothering me every day saying that I would love this game. And I tried it and I love it. I'm pretty much been playing it every night for the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I might try this because the Game Pass is only $11 for a month at the moment. It's on what? Sale. What? Yeah, it's on sale. It's 11 month. Australian dollars? Yes. It's 10 here. How the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I figured it'd be like at least 25 based on what you've already told me. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's the point with they going to a games as like a games as service and having a subscription fee is you can get more people to play at a cheaper point. But I will definitely give that a try and I will download Sea of Thieves and perhaps we can play sometime. Yeah, we, well, it's a uh, let me think. It's a it's a game for Microsoft, right? It's on the PC and Xbox only. Mm -hmm. So it, it's made it's developed by Rare, 
So obviously Rare is getting a cut of that money. But you also have to think, if it's $11, let's say it's in America it's $10 and the game is 60 So if you start the Game Pass for three months mm. and you play it and then you stop playing it and then three more months go by and you kind of play it like once per month but don't really and you're like, oh, I'm going to get back to Sea of Thieves. Well, six months have passed. You've given Microsoft $60, mm-hmm. of which they've given Rare their share, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. hopefully a uh, a meaningful amount but you've already paid for the full time for the full game and guess what you don't own the game you have mm. to continue paying with your sas yes your software as a service yes so i know we we almost talked about cfds but now we're talking about software as a service as a business model where everybody is going <laughs> but yeah so that's how i feel but a hundred dollars right. australian is absurd yeah for a video game mm, that, that unfortunately that's not uncommon why i don't know it's so crazy i like it's just software. Software doesn't cost more in Australia. Like, I understand, like, uh, Canada, our neighbors to the north, mm. computer components are significantly more expensive there. Like, to the point that people will drive across the border to get computer components and try to sneak them back across the border through customs because you save hundreds of dollars getting them that way. Like, something that costs uh, $300 here would cost 600 or more Ooh. dollars in Canada. Wow. Yeah, it's it's an absurd difference. I forget why it is, but I think it's because they're all pretty much like, I don't know, manufactured here. Or it's easier to ship here or mm. there's tariffs to send them up there. I don't really know what's going on there, but I do have a, a good buddy of mine in my clan that's from Canada. And yeah, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm trying to save up for a new GPU. And I was like, what do you mean save? I was like, you got a job. They're only like, what, $300 for the, the entry level one, not the, the 1080s that got swiped up by all the the bitcoin miners but i was like yeah those are just fine for what you need he's like no they're not that cost here (laughs) that's not how much (laughs) they are where i live and i was like oh okay i didn't know yeah the gtx 1080s here when they first came out because that's when i got them a couple years ago they cost me eleven hundred dollars for one oof yeah yeah Uh, i paid 250 for my uh gtx 1060 which was more than enough than i needed for what i do yeah the current cost of a GTX 1080 from the same place that I bought it is still $849. Yeah, that's not even that big of a price drop. And I, I think you can get them here for maybe a little cheaper as long as they're actually like in production and not completely sold out. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't been in the market one for one for a while. Just back to your point about how six months later down the line on your subscription you've paid for the game, but you still don't own it. With the Game Pass, there are tons of games though right you might not play sea of thieves for three months and then go back to it and then three months later it's like well you've paid the price but you could also play a dozen other games in that time hypothetically speaking yes and if you have the free time to use it Mm. it's a great it's great wonderful perfect but at the same time there is eventually going to be a point in your life where if it's Within six months, and you put CFDs down and never go back to it, you've then overpaid for that game. Correct. That's like, can you imagine if, like, let's say, you, if you had to pay a dollar a month for StarCraft 2, mm. like, and the game is eight years old, so let's do some math. Eight times 12, that's 80, 96, that's $96. Okay. Okay, my math is wrong, so maybe not a dollar. But if we up that to $5, can you even imagine... $5. RuneScape now is like $8 in membership US. So $8 a month is what it is now. But let's just say it was $5 for StarCraft. That's $500 over eight years. 
Now, with collector's editions and everything, and uh, like the in-game purchases for StarCraft, I've spent over $200 on StarCraft over the last uh, the last eight years. But that's not $500 if they had done it as a service all this time. Mm. Yeah, I think if you are paying as a service to play the game from the get-go, I'm much less... Uh, I look at in-game purchases much less favorably. The fact that StarCraft's now free means I'm much more likely to pay the $16 or whatever for a voice pack when it comes out, if I like that person. Oh, yeah. The The reason that I'm okay with in-game purchases in StarCraft is simply because I love StarCraft. It is my favorite game. Now, Sea of Thieves was like, oh, look at all these cool skins and cosmetics you can get if you give us just a little bit extra money. I'd be like, mm, hard pass. Hmm. Don't they have in-game cosmetics that you can pay with real money? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know. The game has never once in-game asked me if I wanted to spend real money to buy anything. They do have two different forms of currency in the game that you have to use to buy cosmetics. But as far as I know, the only way you can earn that currency is through in-game quests and stuff. And that's like the whole point of the game is like you go on quests, you get gold, you spend the gold to make all of your stuff look cool. Okay. Yeah, which seems which seems kind of like on the face of it, and it, it initially seemed pretty lame to me. It's like, okay, I can go on these quests and get all this gold, and what do I do with the gold? Buy clothes. Oh, all right. Anything else? Nope. Yeah, that that's <laughs> one of the things that uh, originally turned me off uh, buying it, like on launch, because it does look fun. There isn't any meaningful progression, which is fine. There isn't any real meaningful form of progression in StarCraft to itself. It's all based on progressing as your personal skill does, but this is entirely cosmetic progression. If you look at Sea of Thieves in that manner, you won't enjoy it. And that's what I thought initially. But after playing it, I've learned that the value in Sea of Thieves doesn't come from an abundance of content. It doesn't come from an abundance of skins or like tech trees or progression paths or look, it's the end of the day, and I have all of this stuff that I earned, and it means a lot to me. The What you get out of Sea of Thieves is 100% your interaction or lack thereof with other players on the server, because the servers are just populated enough where other people are a constant threat, but not so populated that it feels crowded because you're i mean essentially you're on the ocean if the ocean was crowded it wouldn't really feel like the ocean right so what you get out of sea of thieves is the stories about what happened that you can share with other people who have played the game for instance one of the first times i played i queued up solo Mm. on a two-man boat and i was just like ah just give me somebody random to put on my boat it was some i don't know i knew all i know is that she had two kids in school, so she's probably in her 40s. A mom from the Midwest was playing while her kids were at school. And uh, we had gone on a few quests, had some treasure on the boat, and proceeded to get chased. Mm. And we had to run from the people chasing us. And we did what's called a... F- uh, they call them flybys in Sea of Thieves. So basically, like I'll steer the boat by an outpost as fast as I can, and she'll hop off with some treasure and go turn it in at the outpost, and then I'll come back around, pick her up, and then we'll go back around in the circle, because the boat can never quite catch us if we do that. Mm. Okay. This chase, before we finally were eventually caught and sunk by players that were much better than we are, 
lasted two and a half hours. Okay. I spent two and a half hours chit-chatting with this woman I just met, occasionally getting into cannon battles with the approaching ship whenever we miscued the sails to and ended up not getting the wind behind us. Two and a half hours before I finally died. And it was such a great story because I just got to meet someone new and we were running and neither of us had been in a fight before. So we're like, oh gosh, what do we do? Just run. Maybe they'll leave us alone. Eventually they'll leave and stuff like that. And then there was another time and this was like two days ago. I was on a boat with two of my friends and we were okay. We decided we're going to be friendly this time. You know, we're going to go around, do our quests and we're not going to bother anybody and we're just going to try and be nice and help people if we get into contact with them. Everybody we come into contact with was aggressive immediately to us on site. And we sunk no less than six other boats. Okay. And we're just like, you know that one time we decided we were going to be nice to everybody and everybody just attacked us and we would never go down. We never sunk not one time. Yeah, that was great. So it's all about the stories that you make, like with playing with your friends and your interactions with other people. Because uh, one of the other first times I played... I got on the game. I was still new, a newbie. My boat sunk, and there was a nearby larger boat with more experienced people on it. They brought my treasure onto their boat and said, hey, we'll hold it for you. Come back and get it. They could have taken my treasure. They could have taken it to an outpost, and they would have gotten all the credit for it. That's kind of the shtick of the game. You can beat up people and rob them of their stuff. You're pirates. Anything goes. But these people were so nice and saw that I was a noob that they waited for me. I drove back. And then they not only helped me with the treasure that I had initially sunk with, but then went onto the island with me and guarded me from the NPC enemies while I dug up my treasures for my quest. I mean, that's nice of them. I know I went on a long rant, but the point is, that is the value of Sea of Thieves. It's not, oh, look at all this cool stuff I have, or all these quests I did. It's, what happened to you today on Sea of Thieves? Oh, this happened. Oh, I found all this awesome loot with my buddy. We were so stoked, and then we got attacked. And all this happened. So maybe I'm a little cynical about it, but I wouldn't put money down on having enjoyable interactions with other people on a regular basis for a game. My experience in games like that, just vaguely MMO, shared world games, stuff like that, more experienced player sinking my ship and just taking my money. Which, if that were to happen to me five or six times in a row at the start of the game, I would just close the game and never play it again. <laughs> And, and yes, that's why they, uh, one of the, the rules and that's actually, as far as I know, enforced on the game is be nice to new sailors. And there's actually a title you can put below your name so that when people look at you, it will signal to them that you are brand new to the game. And the community has, is supposed to have an agreement where you are immediately nice to these people and show them the game. How long does that title last? Like is it like a two-hour time? You can keep it as you can keep it as long as you want. Sounds abusable, but okay. I mean, I'm sure it is by by other mean people. But I've also, I've also heard from other people in the community. I was just like, yeah, I was I was playing and I was brand new. It was my second day, and these guys with all this with this crazy outfit, and I described it, and I was like, oh, those are pirate legends, which means they have dumped a lot of hours into this game already and are very experienced. They're like, yeah, they shouldn't have been bullying up on you. If you report them, you could probably get them banned for just being mean to you in game. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, dude. The Sea of Thieves, like the people who made the game, they take their community very serious. And then I had another friend tell me 
about uh well not a friend a guy i met actually playing the game and he was like yeah they do really police the community pretty hard i took a screenshot with the xbox app of me spelling out fu in chicken coops but like the actual word not the abbreviation i just said Mm. and he's like i didn't even share it with anybody but just because i took a screenshot of their game in the xbox app and they saw it they gave me a 24-hour ban i'm like what he's like yeah dude they take it really serious that's that's a little too serious than i would prefer well, I mean, 24-hour ban is, like, just enough to be like, hey, don't do that again, you know? Sure, maybe. But here's the thing. I don't think he was doing anything wrong. So punishing him for doing nothing wrong seems a little wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, also, there's a lot of kids who play the game, too, so. That's true. Yeah. When you, If your target demographic is younger people, then I get it. But I look at all video games as being for me, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like CFDs is targeted at being not necessarily accessible to young people while while it still definitely is i think it's targeted at being accessible to gamers of all skill levels because it is insanely easy like it's on xbox you can play with a controller that should tell you everything that you need to know (laughs) like anybody can play this game and be okay at it at least and have fun just i mean and i hate i hate that I'm making this comparison, but it's like Minecraft in that instance. You don't have to be insanely good at Minecraft to enjoy it. You don't have to be insanely good at Sea of Thieves to enjoy it either. That's fair enough. It's a good comparison, I think. Yeah. I can't advocate the game enough, and if you want to play and you don't want to play alone, you can ping me in the Falcon Paladin hour or the Falcon Paladin Discord channel, which I'm assuming is somewhere um linked from the podcast to here or it, it, it will be as a result of me saying this <laughs> i might even link the just jordan discord server if you want yeah that's fine but yeah you can tag me either place if you if you if you want to play or you see me playing i think discord detects when i'm playing sea of thieves hmm. so you should yeah you could just be like hey i see you're playing sea of thieves do you need some uh, do you need a player to play with you and let me know we'll do if it take if it's like six gigs it'll take me like a week to download but i will oh we oh gosh <laughs> I, I, that's that's not true but i i did i was a little surprised when you uh switched starcraft to spanish and it downloaded six gigs in like two minutes i was like holy crap i wish i had that mm, well if you knew what i paid per month for my internet i get i get uh 75 megs down 10 up and i pay to get my data cap removed you want to take a stab at how much that cost me per month in America, I'm going to say 120 bucks a month. Wow, you are insanely close. It is like $5 short of that. But I mean, there's places that have fiber and have giga internet for half that cost. The reason why I roughly could guess that number is uh, I used to have uh, fiber and I paid about that much. I would happily pay that much for fiber, but I don't. I have cable. For your, <laughs> That's what I was paying for your current connection. I'm on cable now. And I'm paying half that, but I'm getting maybe a tenth of your speeds. Yikes. Yeah. The down isn't too bad. Six gigs is more like an hour. If I was trying to switch to Spanish in the middle of a tournament, I would not have made it into the lobby. (laughs) (laughs) In my defense, I had no clue whatsoever that it was going to do that. I didn't know that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> changing languages in starcraft would prompt a six gig download but i've learned my lesson and now you're just gonna leave it in spanish it actually still is in spanish i laddered the entire day in spanish it was mm. great because they were like necesitamos mas minerales and i was like oh he just said we need more minerals <laughs> i understood that yes uh what time are you streaming 
today? Uh, I started really early. Uh, that explains it. Because I, I slept right through it, otherwise I would have been there. It's unfortunate. I, I really overslept today. I overslept from the time I would normally wake up by about six hours. I was like, uh, I should stream. And then I was like, because I, I planned on streaming during the day today. And I actually looked while I was on stream. I was like, well, I wonder what time it is for Somicron. Usually he's here. And I was like, <laughs> it was between 4 and 9 a.m. in Australia, <laughs> depending on where you're at. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's why he's not here. But I was like, yeah, uh, TLO was streaming and then Lambo was streaming. And I'm just like, mm, nah. So then TLO hosted Lambo. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Lambo hosted Mana. And I was like, oh, well, those are the two Zergs that were preventing me from streaming. So then I was like, yeah, I guess I'll go live. And mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, turned out really well. And I'm going to try to make sure that we... Uh, my goal moving forward is to have my channel live 40 hours a week, regardless of what the content is. Okay. I don't think I'm ever going to get to a point where I'm popular enough that I get used to it. <laughs> like, the the fact that one person wants to, eat, wants to watch me do anything still is kind of surreal to me. Because I just, like, to me, I'm just, like, I'm just, I'm just some random dude. <laughs> like... <laughs> Why, why should anybody spend their time watching me? But I, I don't know. I guess we live in a, a new world because I like I have my favorite streamers, too, that I watch. Like, um, I guess I could send some love. Uh, Starcraft streamer that I've been watching a lot lately, Hupsaya. Hmm. I know a lot of people have certain feelings towards Hupsaya one way or another, usually negative. But I think Hup's great. He's hilarious. <laughs> I love watching his channel. I've... Never seen Hupsaya, but he he plays in some of the stuff you cast, doesn't he? That's where I know the name. Yeah, yeah. He's a Masters 1 Protoss player, and uh, yeah, he's funny. He lives out in Colorado where marijuana is legal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, I like watching Sheezel a lot, too, for the same reason. He's just hilarious. He's a can- uh, 5K cannon rusher, hmm. but he hasn't really been playing StarCraft a lot recently. But he's just an all-around cool dude. Um, I watch Nero a lot. Mm-hmm. But sometimes yep. I get burnt out on Nero. And then uh, I actually, nightly, my nighttime, like, it's time for bed stream. It's a guy named Buka. He does StarCraft 2, or StarCraft 2. <laughs> he does Mario 64 speedruns. Okay. And uh, I loved that game growing up. And he just has a really, really nice, really positive stream. And he's very, very interactive with chat. I don't know. Like, I play StarCraft and interact with chat. I don't know how he does Super Mario speedruns and interacts with the chat the way he does because he doesn't even miss a beat. And he mm. has like 200 concurrent viewers plus every stream. So hmm. I have no idea how people speedrun in general. When I see some of the like the speedruns where they're like, yeah, if you just jump underneath these stairs and then spin your camera around, you fall through them. It's like, how did... <laughs> and then the fact that they're able to talk about what they're doing, interact with other people and still do it like successfully on a yeah. timed run blows my mind i mean that's just like gm uh starcraft players talking about what they're doing as they do it like when pig gives commentary over his play i'm just mm. like i don't know how he does it vibe especially vibe is really good at doing that like vibe will read the game state and he will see, say his thoughts out loud and i'm just like always in awe about how he looks at the game because sometimes he'll go for unit compositions that on the face of it make zero sense and he just smashes his enemy and he's like oh well you see he did this and that and that's why i did this and that and that's why this worked and i'm just like my goodness <laughs> cool so i think we're pretty much done we're out of time uh, i mean time's no real limit but i'm sure you have places to be things to do it is 
uh, 20 minutes until 1 a.m. local time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Places not to go. <laughs> oh, jeez. No. Okay. Um, apparently Mars is going to be visible soon. So Mars is going to be visible. What? Well, to uh, to me it will be. I think it's going to be a little bit bright for you. It is a little <laughs> bright outside, yeah. <laughs> Are you planning to stay up and look at Mars? For like the 20 more minutes that I'd have to do so to do that, considering it'll be the only time in my life, I believe, where it'll be this visible, yes, I would like to see Mars. Okay, that makes sense. Who would want to see Mars? They'd be like, hey, man, you want to go to the moon for a weekend? No, I think I'll pass. What? <laughs> I literally just asked you if you want to be an astronaut. No, it doesn't really interest me. Okay, <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> okay, look at it like this. I just Googled uh, a thing, and it's like, tonight's sky, July 31st in Sydney. Around the sunset, I'll be able to see Mercury. Uh, later tonight, I'll see Venus rise and set. Mars will rise and set for most of the night, whatever that means, but it doesn't give a, a time. Then I'll be able to see Jupiter around... Uh, 1am tomorrow Saturn will rise at 4am and then Uranus will rise at 11pm tomorrow night can we even see Uranus from here that's so far away I have no idea and I can't imagine it's very bright I'm not saying like it doesn't say if these are visible with the naked eye or if they're bigger much bigger than a dot if they are but apparently okay this is here uh, there's a newspaper that says, get, get ready to look forward toward the stars Friday night as two celestial events will be taking place, but you may be only be able to see one depending on where you're at in the world. The first is Mars at opposition and the other is a total lunar eclipse. Is this a recent article? Yes. Very easy to see Mars as the brightest and reddest star in the night sky because Friday night it will be at opposition, meaning opposite the sun in the sky which occurs every 26 months. Every 26 months. That's not that important then. I'm still going to try to see it though. <laughs> oh, you should, yeah. I mean, it's still Mars. Yeah, and apparently it's set to make the closest pass by Earth in 15 years. I plan on living I plan on living another 15 years. I would I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. I, when I was in uh when I was in school, I used to always wake up and uh I I'll, BT dubs. Don't care if you cut all this. That's fine. <laughs> but I was like, I used to get up consistently. Uh, anytime there's a meteor shower, I used to love waking up before school and watching those things. They were amazing to me. They're, they're crazy. Because the bigger ones, they it, it looks like the world is ending. It looks like the sky is falling. I would love to see a meteor shower. I have never seen one, which is unfortunate. But it sounds like fun. How how frequently are meteor showers visible from where you are? Um, f when I was in middle school, they seemed super frequent. Not so much anymore, but some were better than others. There were times, oh gosh, there were times when uh, there would be like, oh, there's a small meteor shower, and you stood out there for an hour and saw maybe five or less. And there were there times where people were like, you're not going to want to miss this one. And it was every five seconds. You'd see at least one. That's cool. Dude, it's so cool. It's like seeing a shooting star times 100. Can you imagine all the luck you'd have? <laughs> it's like, oh, shooting star, make a wish. Uh, well, I'm on wish 47 and I don't know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
<laughs> All of my wishes are a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> a dollar, a dollar, an additional dollar. Jordan, there's been thousands of meteors. I know. <laughs> I'm not greedy. I'm not wishing for $10 each. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that I am not at all superstitious. Okay. I will... Walk under a ladder, pass a black cat, break a mirror? Yes. I will... Well, let me not say that. <laughs> I was going to say... I was going to try to incorporate all three, but it would involve, <laughs> like, breaking the mirror with the cat, and that just didn't sound right. <laughs> but yes, I would I would walk a black cat under... under a ladder through a mirror and i'd be i'd be like yep that's fine that's fine yep no bad luck nope 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 so if you're still down to talk i do want to talk about one more thing what you keep what you decide is podcast worthy is up to you yeah okay let's keep talking uh it's actually the last thing on your yeah i okay on... we, sh- we should talk about that because i actually got a listener suggested so oh okay yeah and if something we spoke about earlier is enough to snuff or interesting enough, then yeah, feel free to cut whatever. Uh-huh. I, I trust your judgment. Thanks. So you have this listed as the Winter Loco Tournament. Uh-huh. That's because that's how it was pitched to me. It was the Winter Loco Tournament with this, like... Yeah. It, it's a amateur tournament series uh, put up by Star Ladder, which as far as I know is a Russian StarCraft II organization. Mm-hmm. because the their star ladder tournament has always been like a russian thing right as far as i know i don't i don't really remember yeah uh looking at the way that they're saying this this will be the first time the series has come out of russia yeah it seems like it would be a russian tournament then yeah they have their all uh, they have all their their own infrastructure for reporting results and stuff like that i've already clicked around on this website a whole ton uh, just kind of the same way the old ESL website did, if anybody remembers when there were still amateur StarCraft tournaments over there, and you had to like submit replays there, and they have it done like that. Was They already have the infrastructure set up for this over here. Step-by-step guide for participants is they really break it down to where even in Bronze Leaguer, who installed the game yesterday, could follow along and play their matches. Yeah. And... If you are a bronze leaguer, they have a tournament for you on the NA side, and it looks like, was it 33 people, 43 people have already signed up for bronze mm-hmm. and silver? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I unfortunately am in the Diamond League, but I signed up for day two, which has 27 people, not day one that has 52. <laughs> <laughs> there was no accident there. And I'm looking at the Grandmaster League. Future Caleb and Starkiller have all signed up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the pri- I don't know what the prize for this is. Does does it say? A uh, $7,000 prize pool plus uh, <laughs> Wait, plus... what? I missed that part. <laughs> uh, Ultimate series is going to be a great challenge for the strongest players across Europe and North America. Three regional competitions will send their winners to a global playoff where the winners challenges will compete for a share of a $7,000 USD prize pool. That's got to be for the Grand Masters, right? I would assume so. Yes. Uh, okay. I can't imagine they're giving $7,000 to the Bronzies. Sorry, Bronze players, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think you can really get upset. The esports doesn't work in a way where you can install the game and be winning money playing it within the week. Yeah. They do offer also offer balance keys, uh, co-op commander keys, and other in-game goodies. So that's what I imagine the lower leagues will be winning. Nice. 
Yeah, I signed up. I don't like if I win if I win something, I'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> that's interesting." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll give this away. <laughs> I would feel bad though. I'd feel obligated to use it if I won it. That, that uh, to me that's kind of like regifting. <laughs> even even though I played and won it and it's mine to do with what I want, I'd still bad, feel bad if I just gave what it away. What if you already have it? Well, I don't I don't own every co-op commander and I don't own every announcer. And I don't feel bad about doing that. I own most of both of those, but there are some that I just, I just don't want. So I'm not getting them. But Fair. everything that I have wanted, I've gotten <laughs> without hesitation. I'd be like, yes, give me that. My question about this event, the one thing that I don't understand, what do Winter and Loco have to do with this at all? In the, like the main page, their write-up about this says that Winter and Loco will be covering... They'll be cast in the games. So a part of the incentive is to be featured on some of the most popular StarCraft II content creators' YouTube channel. Alex007 is going to be casting the best games from the Russian language region. Loco will record videos with, from the most interesting European matches. And Winter is going to cover epic North American battles. Using their audience to hopefully drive players, if you want to get on. Hmm, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So I guess that's just kind of like a... That's kind of like, you know, one, you're, we talked about the symbiosis where what you do on mm -hmm. one platform opens opportunities up for other platforms. And then those in turn will expose you to new people who didn't know you existed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One hand washes the other. So cool. Good for Loco and good for Winter. I feel like, I feel like almost you couldn't have picked two people from their respective regions better suited for amateur level StarCraft. You know what I mean? Like Loco gives a Loco has a bunch of like tutorial videos mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and stuff on how to play StarCraft Ladder. Yep. And things like that. And then uh Winter has his whole YouTube started basically with uh tutorial videos like how to play and stuff like that and getting pe new people into StarCraft, so and they're both wildly popular. So mm. <laughs> I feel like they're both yeah, good on get on the Star Ladder people for securing solid talent for their foray uh outside of Russia. That's pretty cool. Truthfully, I'm not actually all that familiar with Winter, but I'll take your word for it. Um, I would. I. You're familiar with Base Trade? Uh, reasonably. Winter has, uh, from my understandings, of course, sub counts aren't public. Winter has roughly two times the subs of Base Trade TV. Okay. So that's, that's a lot of subs. And he consistently has over 1,000 viewers of him playing ladder. Yeah, yesterday I was watching a little bit of Cheese, Cheese Adelphia, and uh, yeah. I saw that Winter was somewhere in the ballpark of their figures, and then I saw that it was someone called Destiny had like five times their figures, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Destiny, old school streamer, coming back off of his Twitch ban. Oh. That's a, that's a long talk for a different day. Yeah. Mainly because I don't know... I don't know a lot of the context surrounding that. I'm not a Destiny follower. He was done with StarCraft by the time I got here. So Same. But yeah, the one thing you need to know about Winter is that when we're when me and Falcon are casting the Gauntlet Global Open, we gauge how well we're doing based on if our viewer counts are beating that of the Winter rerun. Yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> he, he often has like 300 people watching a rerun. So it's correct. Yeah. He seems like a pretty popular dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just he's just been tweeting that he's about to buy his house with his Twitch money. So I'd say. 
send him an email being like, hey, could you not put your re- reruns on while we're trying to do our tournament? <laughs> <laughs> we need the uh, viewers. If, if I were him, I would say no to that email. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much money? He- Dude, Even if he has a 30-second ad running every 30 minutes on that channel while there are that many people watching, I can't even imagine. His ad revenue from ads ran during his reruns are probably comparable to my entire Twitch revenue for the month. Just his ads when he's offline. Yeah, that's crazy. So I would tell me now. If I were him, I would tell me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did some I did some maths back in the day. This, this these are all using old numbers, probably from like 6 months ago, but just in sub revenue, not bits, not donations. Mm-hmm. Winter's making like 6k minimum a, a month. month. Yeah. Which isn't yeah. bad. <laughs> Which isn't bad. Okay. <laughs> Look at that in context to the gigantic streamers like Ninja, who's making half a million dollars a month just in Twitch subs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, we're not talking about the ocean that is Twitch. We are talking about the pond that is StarCraft 2 on Twitch. Okay. Probably a big slice of the pie if you were to make up all of StarCraft 2 on Twitch. It's probably a massive portion. Yes. Yes. It is. How do you guys usually end these things? I feel like we need to wrap it up, like like not just kind of fizzle out. Normally, once we hit about this time or twenty minutes ago, one of us will say <laughs> it's about time to wrap things up, and then Falcon will do his outro speech, which I cut down. His outro speech? Yeah, he has like a little. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for coming by. If you uh, want to support the pa- uh, the podcast, hit us up on Patreon or. There's a link in the Discord server, and there's some merch, and thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time. Oh, yeah, I should probably use this opportunity to promote my other platforms. <laughs> Gosh, I'm never going to be famous at this rate. I'm missing, like, this is the whole, this is an opportunity, and I'm squandering it. Hey, is there anything you want to plug while you're here real quick before we head off? All right, plug time. So, yeah, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. X just X Jordan X all of those places I'll be live streaming my ladder from Twitch I'll be covering all of Copa America season three on Twitch which is going to be coming up August 10th 11th and 12th and of course the rest of the Sidestorm Gaming Team League season one I believe that it's got two more weeks of the regular season before we move into playoffs there and then we also just did start a new Starcraft series wacky build Wednesdays or YouTube series rather Wacky Build Wednesday, and uh, Samacron so graciously noticing that I missed a week that will be <laughs> back this week, I promise. And then uh, going to be doing a top five plays of Cheesadelphia, mm-hmm. which should premiere on the Pylon show, which will be exciting for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, just those three places are the places that I'm pushing now. And as soon as I get into a rhythm of regular content, we'll look at a possibly a podcast. Samacron's kind of got me reinvigorated on creating a podcast. And Somacron might also be willing to help out with the distribution of that. Hey, oh. I feel like you have some uh, insider information because I'm coming from a point of knowing nothing. I, I have some information because that's, that's where I started as well. And then I worked out how to do it. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Well, hold on. We got to do the doodly. I don't know the whole song. <laughs> Neither do I. I couldn't do even half of what you just did. <laughs> I should have prepared and did the entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) Not let you stop me. (laughs) Be like, Jordan, shut up. Stop. Stop. Stop.
I feel I like know, at this point un- you should just write a new outro for us. Something that's significantly shorter. Oh my just- gosh. Could I what? record the outro to the Falcon Paladin hour as well? Yeah. I mean I play I play I play guitar, so I could come up with something. If you could, that would be very appreciated. Dude. <laughs> it might not be something that you want to keep, but I'll write it. <laughs> <laughs> that's got me a little worried. <laughs> If uh, you want to take a crack at that, I would certainly consider using it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting ideas in my head, man. It's it's, mm. (laughs) My goal is for you guys to hate it, Mm. but it'd be so good that you can't not use it. That's a tough goal to me. Well, based on based on how much awesome '90s music you just hate, it doesn't sound like it'll be tough. I don't hate '90s music. Come on, that's that's an unfair way of putting it. The '90s were a mixed bag when it comes to music. But that's all I'm gonna say. The '90s were the golden era <laughs> of, God, of modern rock use, music. I hate people who use the phrase "golden era." <laughs> well, I don't like classic rock. I think I the I think it was a little simplistic, mm-hmm. a little too simplistic for my tastes. But the 90s era was just amazing. Okay, Grandpa. Thanks. Sorry, agree to disagree. You're not that much younger than I am, are you? Uh, six years. Damn. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm getting old. No, there's a lot of good music from the 90s. You just can't expect me to like all of it. I felt like out of the 19 songs that he sent me, I was amenable to most of them. And to at least a somewhat smaller portion I enjoyed it. Polite as I can put that. God, you're gonna write us like a nineties love ballad for an outro, aren't you? <laughs> I wish I thought I was capable. <laughs> Such a thing. 